welcome, listeners, to the Rotating Platform, a podcast about video games. The the nineteenth episode of a podcast about video games, in fact, and the date is the twenty fourth. <laughs> You're right, listeners. It comes between the twenty fourth and the twenty fifth. It's a special <laughs> new day that Mark has invented called the twenty fourth. <laughs> the twenty fourth, right? Twenty fourth of June. Oh, look, it's June. written on my screen. Um, and I am Mark Green, who introducing and not introducing our Alan Madrill. Hello. And Matthew Castle. Hello. And we're all, I don't know about you, but I'm still all a shudder after the excitement of E3, the video game convention. It is about as exciting as it can get watching it from a screen several hundred <laughs> miles away. That is pretty exciting, though. Oh, I think that's the best seat in the house, yeah. watching Probably it from is. afar. Absolutely. Probably is. Absolutely. Um, we're going to talk about E3 in a minute. Um, but uh, before that, uh, any any general points on the for the agenda? Any any? Uh... Well, we have got my haircut. We've already chatted about that briefly. Yeah, we've covered that off. Yeah, um, we had a, we had a little reunion last week of the End Gamer editors, didn't we? Oh yeah, that's oh. right. Yeah, there was a big old future publishing reunion, and we, yeah, we had a bit of a four doctors <laughs> episode sort of thing going on uh, with the with the with me. Matthew, uh, Nick, Charlotte, and, and Nick Charlotte. Ellis. Yeah, yeah, that was nice. Nice to get. I thought. Get... I thought we should have like we came this close to sort of going Megazord and joining together <laughs> into the ultimate Endgamer editor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're just missing one. And just um, like punching someone in the face. <laughs> I don't know who would have been yeah. our victim. Yeah. Finding someone from a PlayStation mag and just like really decking them. <laughs> <laughs> That's what future was like, really, wasn't it? Day to day. Yeah. In the old days, um, yeah, that was fun times actually, and uh, yeah, it was good to see uh, some some old some old folk from the old days. Um, yeah, because we're all old now, really, pretty much, aren't we? Uh, yes, we are. Although no, <laughs> no one had aged. It was weird. And I, if you have a, I mean, maybe I could put this on the old uh, blog. But when they when they put the photos up, I mentioned this briefly to Matthew. Um, one of the photos is me doing an absolute. Uh, cast iron luigi death stare at the camera from a, from afar <laughs> like all the photos of people grinning and smiling oh great to see you it's been years and i'm just like i'm having a terrible time <laughs> so i see if i, I see if i can pop that up you know greener death stare something to look forward to yeah but before that a whole podcast to look forward to uh, yes right now should we should we uh should we sail off into e3 land i'm hungry for it <laughs> all right i'm starving Let's eat, let's eat, eat, let's eat three. That doesn't work. After this. Welcome to the next platform. <laughs> that's, that's all I got this time. So, so um, this is the Predicto Names platform, but it's a Predicto Names. This is a platform where we um, come up with names for games by using the predictive uh, text function on our mobile. So we just hammer away at the old keypads. Um, and see what comes up. And it's an E3 special uh, this time. So what we're going to do is, rather than come up with complete game names, we're going to take the name of an E3 game and then the subtitle, uh, a potential uh, subtitle of a sequel or prequel to that game, will be generated through the power of predictive text. Um, so I'll, I'll get proceedings underway of this uh, E3 special with Mirror's Edge. So what Mirror's Edge game are, uh, can your phones give us? 
I got Mirror's Edge Irish Oddity. <laughs> I don't know who. I don't know if she is an Irish oddity or if that's like the person she's pursuing. <laughs> yeah, I think that works better. Um, yeah, just some some mysterious. Well, it's like uh, it's meant to be her origin story, so maybe it all comes down to this Irish oddity. <laughs> Turns out she's actually Irish. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I got uh, <laughs> I got Mirror's Edge Watery Virus. <laughs> <laughs> that's so <Don't>, vague <laughs> yeah i don't like that but it is in keeping with this you know conspiracy you know kind oh, of dystopian yeah, it's a, it's dystopian. conspiracy it's a kind of watery virus uh, it's like coming faith to, coming if to... they release that watery virus <laughs> we're in trouble watery. Yeah. except faith who never goes uh to ground level so she'll be absolutely fine she won't be going anywhere near water she'll be all right with off ground playing off ground tag basically which is what she's <laughs> what she does in those games that's her special skill yeah all right, should we pick another game to, uh, what's the, I don't know, Fallout? Fallout. <laughs> oh, it's good. I've got, <laughs> i got Fallout, gulping, shaven, gusher. <laughs> <laughs> That's just something that, that, is, that has evolved from the, because of the radiation. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a really a gulping shaven gusher. That's the, that's the end of the game. That's when you just open up the last vault. That's what emerges. You're like, oh no. <laughs> yeah, that's you read it. about it on some of the terminals in the lead up to it. <laughs> but you, yeah, you're surprised when you actually come face to face with a gulping shaven gusher. You just have to shoot its head off. <laughs> that sounds like a baddie in, uh, or like one of those things you see in um, Borderlands, you know, like a, a skag. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, that's skag. True. That's true. Well, that's a classic Fallout edition of the Fallout franchise. <laughs> I've got a more light-hearted effort this time round for Fallout. Yeah. I got Fallout colon gun Zorro. <laughs> <laughs> it's Zorro with guns. Brilliant. That's cool. It, That's it a... works fine until he starts writing a big Z on someone's chest in bullets. That's like, it all goes a bit sour at that point. That's just grim. Yeah, I've got... that's grim. All right. Any more Fallouts? Oh, I've got another Fallout, a little bonus Fallout. Fallout 4... Bubble Bunker, <laughs> which is the uh, the spin-off app where it's like a, uh, a kind of puzzle bobble knockoff, but oh, it's right, set in the yeah. Fallout universe. Just set in the bunker where it just, it's just yeah. full of balloons. It's like yeah. Fallout Shelter, but, you know, but it's it's just you're shooting coloured bubbles instead. Well, that's nice. It's nice yeah. to have a, a bit of uh, positivity in the in the bunkers. All right, should we, should we, uh, yeah. should we move on to a different game? What about, like, Hitman? Yeah, good idea. Hitman. Let's let's uh, let's predict the future of the Hitman franchise. This is where you get thingy shaven gusher again. Because <laughs> he's bald. That's who he, that's Age of Seven's new thing. Be, what being a gulping shaven gusher? Yeah, because he's bald. Yeah, what's the what's the gushing and the gulping? I, I don't know. He's just really thirsty. <laughs> and and constantly throws out the water. Oh, he's gushing. He's always like giving people praise. 
yeah, yeah that's classic he's agent like, 47. He's like, your hat's amazing also can i have a drink <laughs> he creeps up behind them and says i just love you you're great i got one uh hitman miming music which is <laughs> which is one where you have to you have to mime to popular songs it just does not sound like agent 47 at all <laughs> Agent 47 has to infiltrate an episode of RuPaul's Drag Race, which I've been watching a lot of and I highly recommend to you, my friends. Right. And, uh, at the, you know, you've got to sort of lip sync to popular songs in order to sort of fit in. Yeah, that sounds exactly the kind of thing I would be coming up with. Well, yep. After Absolution, I wouldn't put it past them. <laughs> uh, I've got Hitman Ostrich Smuggler. <laughs> that sounds vaguely inappropriate. Yeah. <laughs> I think they all do, let's face it. <laughs> all right. Hitman, Harry Basins. <laughs> well, actually, well, Harry yeah. Basins makes sense if he shaves his head. Like, it's, yeah. That's, actually, the, that's yeah. actually quite the nice hair's commentary. Go sink. That's very poignant, the yeah, idea that he's it. leaving like, this trail of Harry like, Basins behind him. He's like, all I, all, I, all I leave behind me is a trail of dead bodies and Harry Basins. <laughs> <laughs> That's the last line in the in the game. It's really powerful. <laughs> <laughs> Harry Basins. <laughs> it's like delivered like it's the most powerful line you've ever heard. <laughs> and, and that's that's the balding hitman's lot. Dead bodies and Harry Basins. <laughs> <laughs> and critics are like, oh, I wish we could have absolution again. <laughs> <laughs> this is awful. Right, or is it, or it's, it's, just, it's just Agent 47 explaining <laughs> to the owner of the hotel that he's ruined yet another basin. <laughs> it's like, oh, God. <laughs> i tell you what I've done. <laughs> is that why he shaves his head all the time? Yeah. <laughs> his hair is so, you know, matted. Like, oh. just clogs. <laughs> Clogs the drain. It's because he keeps gushing up all into it. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> Try one more, one more different game. It's about Metroid Prime. Oh yeah, yeah. All right, Metroid Prime. <laughs> what about <laughs> Metroid Prime? Giant fishnets. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she's wearing under the suit. That's right. You, this, in this one, you start with... She's not wearing the uh, Metroid suit because normally there's that bonus image at the end where you get to see Samus with her, with her suit off. So in this one, she starts out in giant fishnets and then you, you have to find all the bits of her suit. Bam. I got uh, Metroid Prime Dirty Eyesight. Yeah, well, that actually describes a lot of what Metroid Prime looks like. You're always getting stuff on your, on your visor. Yeah. <laughs> but that, this just well. really brings home the reality of that. Hmm. It's very, it's very much the uh, Hitman Harry Basin of the Metroid <laughs> series. <laughs> I know this was the year that this was the year where all the heroes were, you know, you you sort of really understood the struggles that they faced in just everyday life. <laughs> Dirty eyesight is very much Samus's bugbear. <laughs> Metroid Prime sloths necks. <laughs> what like necks? N e c k. N-E-C-K-S. So you're like going to sloth and then imagine its neck. And what, the entire that. game is, is set on is that? It, yeah, you've got to collect 
Sloth's neck. Oh, yeah. Well, she is, she's a bounty hunter, and that's a niche bounty. Well, no, but she gets to space station. She's like, what, what am I getting this time? Is it like an evil emperor? Is it mother brain? And it's a like guy going, no, I want five sloth's necks. She's just like, oh, God. It's, oh, Kaji- it's, it's basically, it's the Kojima burning horses school of thought all over again. <laughs> so I've got, a, I've got one that's fully in keeping with the, um, the sort of dark, lonely tone of uh, Metroid. Metroid Prime, Queensland shenanigans. <laughs> <laughs> Samus goes down under for wacky times. Yeah, yeah. well, we come up with some good. Uh, I, I always finish this platform like this. We come up with some good games there. Uh, yeah, that was um, that was a good, that that. Imagine all those crammed into one E three conference. That'd be a hell of a ride. Um, that'd be brilliant, wouldn't it? Anyone? Yes. No. <laughs> oh, a tough crowd. So. Um, Let's uh, so let's uh, go um, gushing and uh, and off the, onwards of this, this platform, and uh, on to the next one. After, yeah, after this, we've landed on a platform that is full of sweating journalists, stressed out PRs, and lots of obnoxious PR tat, uh, which of course means it's the E3 <laughs> platform. Um, yeah, that's, yes, hooray that's E3 in a nutshell. Um, now, I thought we'd sort of tackle this a slightly different way to begin with, because obviously, like we're gonna we're gonna be dealing with some major league hyperbole, you know, when we start talking about what we like. So, so that we don't go overboard, I thought we might start with what we didn't like from E3. Yeah, as a good yeah. as a good kind of like let let's let's start and build. Yeah, let's start with what we absolutely hated. Um, and yeah, really, ca- really capture that E3 excitement because that's the, the spirit of the thing. I think <laughs> what filters with raging ambivalence about forthcoming future computer game releases. Yeah, so and stuff. Who wants? Who to, wants to kick off? Well, I could get the obvious one out of the way. Okay, go. Um, Metroid Prime Football or whatever it's called. <laughs> um, that, so I mean. The thing about the thing about Nintendo games, obviously, you know, it happens quite often that they have a reasonably poor press conference showing, and then you know their messages. The message from Reggie is like, "Play the game," and and when you play the game, the game the games are fun. But why they? Why, <laughs> it's a strong so, message, really. Yeah, so I, I, I'm sure Metroid Prime uh, Super Soccer is like a great little game and it's fun. But why? Why put it in your press conference? in front of people who've been waiting years for a Metroid game, put the Metroid Prime logo and brand on it, and then show gameplay that doesn't really get anyone excited. It's just, they're so tone deaf, Nintendo, sometimes, to just putting on a show. I'm not denying that their games are fun, but if you're going to go to the trouble of having a press conference or a digital event, then think about what you're audience is thinking you know don't screw it up like that do you um, not think it's part of an elaborate troll like sony did last year what was their troll was Sony's well troll? with with final fantasy 7 <laughs> troll which suddenly got uh revealed yeah. this year is a massive well possibly i mean everyone's pointing to next year being nx year and probably zelda and metroid and everything else are being saved up for it but so yeah, you could kind of call it a troll in that way. But seriously, um, I mean, there was a really good. This guy on this forum was like, "Look, 
imagine that at this year's Sony press conference, rather than showing the last Guardian, <laughs> they showed a uh, dog bird flying baseball. <laughs> would would everyone be expected to be like, oh yeah, that'll do. That that fulfills all of our greatest. <laughs> that'll tide shit. me over for the next three years. Brilliant. <laughs> that was really funny, and I think it sums it up perfectly. Like you've got to be kidding me, really. Metroid Prime football. It's bonkers. So that to me is uh the low the absolute low light of uh E three. Thanks very much. That's quite an impressive low light. Yeah. Mm, yeah. That is quite impressive. Sell. Yeah. Sell I'm saying sell Nintendo. Sell. Don't buy. Nice. <laughs> Keen words from the editor of Engine. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm all negative again. Yeah. Uh, uh I'm gonna I'm gonna plump for the I, I, hmm. It may turn. I may turn out to eat my words, but the industry's uh, weird obsession with VR at the moment. I mean, mm. and particularly what was exhibited at H at, uh, at E3 seemed to me largely like a series of tech demos, particularly from Sony. Many, many tech demos, not many mm. actual games that were anything other than a sort of proof of concept mm. or mm. some ideas worth exploring, which is maybe fine. But why make such a big noise about what are essentially tech demos and, and may or may not turn out to be something worth yeah. playing or an experience worth having? Yeah. Um, there were a few interesting sort of ideas in there, like um, the uh, the heist, the London heist thing. That looked pretty interesting because the ability to sort of not just shoot, but, but kind of move your body around and... Um, and have that work mm. in the space, you know, where you move your body and it actually kind of orientates you differently in the game, and you can play around with a lot of stuff and doesn't see doesn't um, look too obviously unreal. Mm. Um, so that looks that looks quite I, interesting. But other than that, pile of tech demos really. And did you see that the, the uh, sheer number of them as well is weird. Did you see that Oculus conference? It was a couple of days before E3. I'm not sure I did. Mm, that was ropey. Yeah, just a, it was quite small and just a lot of things being held up and the reception being absolute silence. It's just <laughs> really awkward. Because they, they, they showed off their the bespoke controller, which is kind of like holding two like, complicated hearing aids in your, in your hands. <laughs> and he just kind of held them up in front of mm. him. He's like, this is it. And they just was just kind of staring at him. Like, <laughs> well, got... it's not it's not much of an applause moment, is it? You can't have been uh, expecting a, a big round of applause. I don't know. There was a long gap. Like he was waiting for something something to happen at least. That's a, the really funny thing about uh, Oculus Rift is all the f- official um, PR photography. It's like pictures of people kind of with the headset on in like <laughs> mad poses with like a look on their mouth, which says like, I'm having my mind blown at the moment, but that's it. You can't kind of go, oh yeah, that looks great. <laughs> yeah. I really want to put this huge piece of plastic on my yeah, head. You're like, that dude's having a good time. Good, good Lucky him. I mean, yeah. It's kind of yeah. like trying to, it's kind of like trying to sell like a, like a holiday with just pictures of people uh, looking out of a window, but you're looking at their face. Well, is it is it the equivalent of taking a selfie outside, like the Houses of Parliament? You know, but you you can't see the Houses of Parliament at all. You just see the person. Is that the face you make yeah. when you're looking up at the Houses of Parliament? That's the question, Alan. Do you have your mind blown by the Houses of Parliament? <laughs> well, I did pull a I did pull a stupid face um, and take a selfie recently whilst I was at Ten Downing Street. Oh, outside, outside you, the Downing Street. What a, that is a I, that's not a name drop. That's a place oh, drop. Oh, that old thing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that old place. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. VR was a bit was a bit of a weird one there. Bit of a weird one this year. I thought it was it was a nice idea, but I th- I thought the uh, the the sort of Square Enix conference thing fell quite flat for me. Considering the quality of the games, they managed to take you know about ten games I'm really interested in mm. and mm. turn them into quite boring trailers with like a man droning on about like how good Hitman. Like in the trailer, it was like a voiceover man going like Hitman's going to be amazing, <laughs> things like that. And I was like. Mm. I don't really buy into it. Like they got the developers <laughs> up on stage, they could have done like demos, or mm. they were they took as long as a live demo. So I thought that was a little flat. Um, mm. But I'm kind of with I'm kind of with Green. I thought I, on on the, on the Nintendo thing. I, like for you know for the last eight years working on Nintendo mags, I've been defending bad Nintendo E3s. And mm. yes, the line it always is like when you get the game in your hands you'll understand it or mm. you can't judge a nintendo game by the trailer and i absolutely believe that but the thing that got me this year was the number of freaking amiibo stuff you know everything mm. seemed oh, amiibo God, driven yeah. and it's Skylanders just like it's like do you, i know the day that you've got nintendo using their like their prime spot of the year to announce stuff and they're using it to go we've worked you know, Donkey Kong into Skylanders. It's just like, oh, put a bullet in me. I'm so glad <laughs> I'm not editing a Nintendo mag anymore because <laughs> well, it's they, not... there's, you can't spin that kind of stuff, you know. It's no. so, do you really so... think, I mean, uh, I, I know the industry sees it as their prime platform, but do you, do you really think Nintendo does? Yeah, they don't, but they went to the trouble of making those puppets of Reggie and, and Iwata. Oh, and the, oh yeah, yeah, that there yeah, is... that might be up there with a low point. <laughs> There's a sense of it being a special event, and honestly, why bother if you're so if if you want to concentrate on the the way the games play, don't bother because that conference did that digital thing did them no favors at all. They're just trying to having to claw their way out of this hole that they've dug for themselves now. Um, so, do you know what was great about about E3 2015? Uh, Nintendo, <laughs> because that um, World Championships thing they did. Um, a couple of days, or a day before oh, yeah. three. That was so good. I mean, it had some some ropey moments. Um, I watched it live. It went on to you know, it was in the UK. It was you know going on to about two a.m. and I could not um, stop watching because the the last round they, they had lots of people going up against each other, and there was a big crowd. Uh, and it was a big auditorium. I think they had it where the where the Oscars are held or, or, or something. I think anyway, it might be where they used to have the conference. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. The Nokia theatre. Yes, yeah. So, and the last round was two guys going up against each other on the Super Mario Maker levels that the Nintendo Treehouse had designed. Oh, that was madness. It was such a good advert for Mario Maker. And um, because every second that these guys were trying to work out these levels they'd never seen before, something bonkers would happen. Um, you know, some like a... a, a, a blooper would come out of a question mark block or it'd be a huge hammer yeah. brother or it was just this one moment where he they, they what this it's called the shoe from mario 3 Kuribo Kur- shoe Kuribo shoe and he gets in a shoe one of these Kuribo shoe and then just as he's bopping along there's this huge pipe and then a giant Kuribo shoe suddenly comes out of this giant pipe with a giant <laughs> goomba in it he manages to get the get in the giant Kuribo shoe and then jump into Bowser's clown car, in, still inside the shoe, and then kind of float off into the distance. And people, the audience was loving it. And 
there was just this brilliant <laughs> moment where the, this guy spent the first guy spent about three minutes trying to work out how to get over these platforms on this um, that were above this conveyor belt. And I won't ruin it. What actually happened if you haven't seen it because you should watch it happen kind of live. It's beautiful. And then the second guy just worked out something that no one saw coming. And the moment it happens is just the crowd is going wild. The commentators are losing it. You know, I was grinning, you know, from ear to ear, just watching this uh, unfold. I was like, oh, this is what Nintendo is all about. You know, just this Mm. 20-year-old game still, you know, turning out to be the perfect spectator video game, you know. Mm. It's just amazing. So... That thing was brilliant, and I'm I'm I, I'm I am absolutely sold on Super Mario Maker now. It's just oh fantastic. yeah, I'm not scr- I mean, Don't get me wrong, I was I was like down on Nintendo, but like the, I, th- I think it was more their best things we'd seen before. You know, Mario Maker mm. we, yeah. we saw and played last year, and um, Xenoblade Chronicles X also great, but saw again last year already in Japan. Like it, it just yeah, but yeah, it, Mario Maker's. Hot. It reminds me of that conference where they had Pac Man versus as their big. Five big, big reveal. Yeah. It's like, ah, no, not, not, not quite, not quite good enough. <laughs> uh, yeah. So anyway, that was that was uh, that was some some good stuff. I enjoyed that. Uh, well, well, Sony seemed to drop, you know, three huge things that everybody's been waiting for. Right, Last Guardian first. Yeah, Final Fantasy VII remake, which I'm excited about it because I l- I loved playing Final Fantasy VII back in the day, but you know, I've got to approach it with a lot of trepidation because we haven't seen much of it. We haven't seen any real gameplay. We've got very little concept of what it's actually going to be other than mm. very pretty. Um, and, it'll, you know, it'll obviously match the same story beats. Yeah. But whether it's going to capture what made that game special and the the depth of it, the kind of emotional heft that was behind the story, um, and just the sheer scale of it, Yeah, whether... That will hold up in 2016. Who knows? It felt like a good one for Sony in that regard. They just just dropped some really ex- exciting stuff. Yeah, it's really fun if you search YouTube for Sony theater reaction because Sony were broadcasting their conference out to theaters and uh, cinemas, as we call them, in uh, in America. And um, some of the reactions are just it's it's just a lovely thing you know people just especially working out that the the last guardian is going to be the last guardian people are like omg it's going to be the last guardian so yeah that was uh, really nice i know you enjoyed the sony conference matthew (laughs) yeah no like (laughs) it's really it's 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 kind of tough obviously you know i edit the official xbox magazine so Mm. i'm I'm, I'm, i think you're allowed to say nice things about sony yeah no no but like and this is the problem like if i'm at all down on sony everyone goes oh it's just mr xbox it's mr xbox Mm. and and that's Mm. that's not true like i thought i thought uncharted 4 looked spectacular you know i i love uncharted i've got i think it's like it's 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 the absolute kind of pinnacle of that kind of sort of linear cinematic game making it's like the exact opposite of what nintendo do but it's per- it's done so perfectly that it that it it's just you know i, I love i love 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 that stuff but the mm. actual i the last i it's this is gonna I, the last guardian again <laughs> like yeah mm. it's kind of exciting i it looked exactly the same as it did seven years ago it was like oh yeah like <laughs> I, I, you know it's kind of you know i don't know if you should be 
heaping on praise for someone's inability to release a game for eight years. But, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, hey, listen, yeah. if you want to celebrate that, then that, that's cool. That's fine. By all means, be it's excited. It's just delayed gratification, isn't it? And, just, and the other thing, is. and then, you know, and then you start boiling it down. You're like, Final Fantasy VII Remake, that's a real coup. That's cool. Mm. Again, ancient game, played it, loved it. Uh, like, eh. It's yeah. not, it's not, <laughs> yeah. not going to change the world. You know, if you go, oh, the future is this thing that, of the past it's like no i don't really i don't really buy into that and and shenmue 3 like i don't have i don't have an opinion on i've not played any shenmue games neither have 99 percent of the people who want shenmue 3 to come out like Mm -hmm. this is the thing so actually you know if you want like you know some sort of mad pipe dream which you're going to get in like 2018 because it's those games are a long, long way off. Final Fantasy VII, Shenmue Three. They're not going to exist for several years. Like, do you want to spend three hundred pounds on something you're going to use in in three years' time? You know, go right ahead. You know, knock yourself out. I would pay really good money to, well, if it was possible to pay for this, to travel to the alternate universe where each of the three big showings there from Sony was then followed by Matthew walking out on stage and then saying <laughs> what, he, what he just said about each game. Like, comes out after Last Guardian, and everyone's clapping, and Matthew's clapping as well. And he's like, you want to celebrate a game that's seven years in the making? That's your business. <laughs> but this oh, is the thing. Like, I'd love that. The thing is, we've got to understand, I'm in quite a fragile place mentally at the moment, because in, <laughs> for the last week, I've been sending... Uh, an Xbox magazine and getting really excited about the the Xbox stuff. Mm. And I've just had everyone going like, oh, God, you must be feeling really down. You know, Sony, oh, God, you guys must be oh, feeling no. rough. And it's like, actually, no, because I like playing games this year. So, uh, <laughs> and like, literally, Sony have like, oh, I don't know. But anyway, let's not, play the, con- got- let's not, let's not play the console war stuff. That's, that's boring, isn't it? <laughs> oh, no, no. I mean, you know, I think, I think, um, they all had great um, conferences, you know? It was a good yeah. conference generally. Xbox did have Cuphead, though, didn't it? Yeah, yeah it's, got, mm. it's got Cuphead. And mm. I'm, I'm personally... That's, that looks re- amazing. I'm personally really excited for um, Rise of the Tomb Raider. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I've been, mm, I've yeah. been looking forward to that uh, since... I, I did, a, did a trip over to see it earlier in the year, and it's... I just Where's, think uh, it's... I think it's going to be... I think that's going to be a really good, like, adventurous, big sort of... Um, uh, you know, proper Indiana Jones stuff. Well, it was actually, it was funny. At the time, I thought, you know, when they unveiled Uncharted 4, like, all the line on it was, you know, oh, we're going to take you into the dark heart of Nathan Drake and really show you what kind of drives him. And I was like, oh, do I really want to see that? Like, it sounds no. like they'd, they'd missed the mark a bit. But actually, mm. I thought what they showed at the Sony conference, you're like, ah, oh, this is classic. This is classic Uncharted. And But I think Tomb Raider is going to occupy that very same space. It's like the thrill of going into ancient tombs yeah. and powering up ancient machinery. Like it's just I love I love that stuff. I'm such a sucker for temples. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well no, as long I... as there actually are some, which yeah. there are this time round. Yeah, yeah, yeah that train was full of them. It was like yeah. tombs, yeah. tombs, tombs. Like from from everyone coming back and all the the sort of feedback and, and um like the, the the games outside of the exclusives are just like one of the best lineups you, you know you, you've kind of ever had like the idea that there's gonna be fallout 4 in the world oh, in like oh, in like four lovely, months lovely. time that's amazing. mad amazing like, that is madness happened. i just hope that the world hasn't overtaken fallout a bit because at, no but at I'm, core, i have hope yeah 
it's it's at core it's clearly the same game you know it's got things bolted on and everything it looks better but it i just hope that 10 years of games haven't meant that fallout's going to seem a bit well, i old think hat. it seemed like like they'd clearly made some decisions you know like the the whole conversation system looked a lot more like a bioware game and kind of how it was working and yeah that hasn't gone like, down well on the old uh, the old forums well i'd rather that than that kind of you know, that sort of straight... Like, the thing that always used to make me laugh in Fallout 3 was when the camera would sort of zoom in on their face and you're like, this is meant to be my eyes, you know? <laughs> like, when I talk to someone in the real world, my eyes don't zoom in on them to, like, frame them better. Yeah, in a university challenge style, where it's kind of like it's kind of going in an arc. But, like, you can walk away from conversations I gather in Fallout 4. Mm. You can actually just, like, not add enough... Which I love in games, where somebody just keeps talking and you're just somewhere else. It would be good if they had like thousands of bespoke lines that people say when you do that. Like, so you could like you could walk away from like the last boss fight, and he could you know, when he's sort of doing his exposition of why he's done all the crap he's done, yeah. and then you could just be like, he's like, hey, what? Oh, I can't, like, what? No. I'm talking. I'm talking here. <laughs> Honestly. Uh, no, no, I'll email you. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, that, is, that is so rude. <laughs> you are rude. Um, no, I am. I am hugely excited about Fallout. It, I'm sure it'll be. I'm sure it'll be brilliant. But uh, yeah, that was a good. That was a good little. Uh, good little conference. Apparently, apparently um, uh, uh, Alex Dale, who used to write a lot for End Gamers, my deaphead on the mag, mm-hmm. uh, said uh, Hitman's looking pretty hot again. That is really. Very welcome news because I don't think anything has screwed up Hitman as much as Hitman Absolution did. Yeah, like proper kind of they're going back to like here's a sa- here's a kind of really cool sort of social sandbox with loads of interesting ways of killing people off, and they just mm. kind of like apparently took like um, they could have had a free camera mode or something and just kind of went around this level showing like all the different things you could do and Great. like it's it, apparently it's really good uh, so hitman from 10 years ago then yeah <laughs> yeah but but kind Great. of what they probably should have done with absolution which yeah. is kind of hit you know that kind of open sort of not open world but not but kind of done on a bigger scale with like loads of people and interesting stuff going on and mm. yeah no i oh yeah i hope hitman's got its mojo back because uh yeah, that's that absolution was was absolutionally awful. Nice. <sighs> that's uh, that's the the episode title right there. Oh, no, I hope not. I hope, no, I hope I, we can do better than that. You're both much more uh, optimistic than I am. I'm I'm kind of uh, so lukewarm on Hitman these days. Really, it's just it's fine. You know, mm. there's nothing more than fine. Solid yeah. eight at best. Wow, a pre a pre review score. There you go. <laughs> Well, like, well, you know, that's my kind of general feeling about Hitman. Oh, that's your, that's your, of that, recent that's times. the review of your, of your brain, what, what your my, brain of thinks all about the previous Hitman. Hitman games I've played in the last few years. It's <laughs> eight at best. That's pretty good. It's good average. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's w- my the Metacritic in my brain. <laughs> yeah, how many, how many critics have you got inside your brain? That, uh, you have to have you have to have an average score of them. That's pretty. And then worrying. you've got, and then you've have you also got like the user critics who are just really <laughs> extreme one way or the other. Yeah, I, th- I think I think that's actually quite a good model of the human mind, isn't it? Oh, you know, you've so. got lots of different conflicting opinions about stuff. You know, um, but and it just kind of balances out in the middle. Alan, no, that's no. just you, and you need help. Right. Okay. Thanks, man. <laughs> I say my my brain's more of just a rotten tomatoes model. It's more of a <laughs> it's more of a rotten or fresh. <laughs> 
Shall we move off the E3 platform then? Have we, have we got any more um, E3 oh, there was, stories? There was, there, was, there was loads of stuff. Um, oh, we're never going to cover it all. I know, we? exactly. I'm really, like, I'd say the only way you could possibly deal with that level of information is uh, investing in a magazine. In a magazine. <laughs> <laughs> a premium quality I, publication. I, like, there are many magazines available, but I think in your heart of hearts, you know which one's right. <laughs> yeah, certainly if you want that 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 all round multi format view, a, a fair, a balanced view of all, all of oh, E3. I took so many, yeah. I took so many childish pops at like Shenmue throughout the mag. <laughs> Such oh a baby! It like God. completely re, it completely like for some reason this year's E3 completely reignited all the console war stuff, which I haven't had for years. I don't care. Like I just yeah. don't care. I have all the machines. I love them all pretty much equally. Mm. Um, but for some reason, it just really riled, riled me up. Oh, well, that's good. I mean, yeah, Console Wars yeah. Is, is silly for lots of reasons, but also it's nice to have a bit of uh, healthy debate about... Um... Yeah, and it makes I think it makes for a more entertaining mag because it's like really going for it and it's just mm. kind of... It's a bit of fun. It's, it's dumb, but it's fun. Great. bit of vitriol uh, is never, never unwelcome in yeah, video game sure. magazines. Because no. it's the, the funniest stuff. Exactly. I look forward to reading that. Yes, indeed, and uh, I I look backwards at enjoy. Oh, that's not going to work. I basically enjoyed our chat. So, (laughs) (laughs) good chat. (laughs) Goodbye. Do you want to? um, Should get get on the E three train out of E three. Yeah, I think we need to. I need to. We need to get on the uh, the train out the the flight the flight out of L (laughs) A. The flaming Uh, the flaming flight. Uh, The flaming flight out of E three, and uh, yeah. So we're, we'll get ready for takeoff uh, after this, before this even. <laughs> what? That's all right. It's like we're going to take off after this. So it's platform city population us, because we are on this platform, uh, which is a little bonus platform. It's a little Witcher three platform. Um, I wa- what I wanted to uh, share with you guys is my favourite uh, villager chat from The Witcher 3. Oh, okay. So when you're running around in The Witcher, people just say stuff all the time as you as you walk past. They're very, very chatty. Um, and I've picked my five favourite things they say. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> uh, now, I wouldn't call these spoilers because if... I mean, Matthew, you'll know this. Alan, have you started on the? I Witcher haven't yet? started. It's it's there mm. on the pile. I'm I'm not going to start yet because I've got me some Arkham Knight to play first. Oh yeah. So these aren't really spoilers because when you get to Novigrad, the the big main city in The Witcher, um, you will hear these a thousand times an hour. <laughs> so they're, they're in no way going to ruin the game you, uh, for people who well, play. Stuff it, like just... Bruce Willis is actually dead. Was it stuff like that? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> No. Kevin Spacey is Kaiser Soze. <laughs> what? Am I going to have to bleep those out? Do you think, we, do you think <laughs> no. there's still spoilers? No, if you don't know that. what the end of the usual suspects is now, you, well, it's, where yeah. have you been? Like, come on, get your act together. <laughs> it's a bit like Romeo and Juliet die at the end. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, not really spoilers. And I'm sorry if the audio quality is. Uh, 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 these are real. I thought you were going to do some fake ones. I thought you were going to no. put on the voices. When, when, you, when you propose a platform. Just for yourself, it's normally a terrible joke. <laughs> no, there's no, there's no terrible impressions this time. Oh, okay, no, right. these are these aren't made up things villagers say. Okay, that I, that I'm like, well, hmm, 
Well, what would what would the peasant from Novigrad say if he would, yeah. would watch the Sony E3 conference? No, it's, it's not that. Um, although that isn't a bad idea in itself. Yeah, yeah. So, next, next, next episode. Yeah. Right. So here's here's my top five. Number five. Number five. Yeah. No. Oh, f- don't rightly know. <laughs> Wait, did he? Did he swear? Yeah, he says, oh, yeah, uh, no. Oh, f- don't rightly know. <laughs> for, for no reason. This is just a guy you're walking past. You haven't said anything to him. <laughs> it's bonkers. Um, yeah, so, okay, this is number four. Oh, terrible times. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's what guy going... Was that supposed to be Brummy? <laughs> yeah. And he's oh, like, terrible oh, terrible times. times. This is like the worst place to live in uh, in all of video games. He what, the he's Midlands? Not like, <laughs> <laughs> he's just not super committed to, <laughs> to the idea of uh, yeah. this horrendous place that he's living. Uh, okay, so... It's the end of worlds, you know, <laughs> but I can't complain. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, so this is, Matthew, you've probably heard this. This is the, yeah, this is a smash hit. Number one, uh, Novigrad and the whole of the Witcher universe. Pam Param, Pam Pam Param, Pam Param. <laughs> and you hear that everywhere. <laughs> it's like, what, what is that song? Pam Param, Pam Param. Do you think like the actors were just like warming up or, you know, just mucking about? <laughs> I think so. That that Brummy guy you heard at number four, you, you, I think you can just hear him giggling a little bit after he does after he does his line when, you, when I recorded it. So yeah, I think I think there was a lot of just messing around. I'd like so, if the pam param pam pam param was actually the beginning to a Barbara Ann kind of riff. Pam 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 I think it, I think it is the tune to Barbara Ann actually. I think about it. Maybe that's why he's trying to remember. It's like someone who's kind of like half remember the song. Yeah. What was that woman's name? Oh yeah, Pan Param. <laughs> Param, Pam Pam Param. Right. So at number two uh, is a little ray of sunshine from uh, one of the near one of the markets. Oh, I've had enough of living. Oh my! What? <laughs> That's dark, isn't it? <laughs> I've had enough of living. I love that guy. And then, can you then go and kill that guy? That's what you want to do, surely. I guess so. I've never. You really get you get swatted by the guards really easily if you uh, cause trouble in town. Oh, so I haven't tried guards. anything. If I hear that guy, I'm going to make it my mission to grant him <laughs> his, his wish. wish. <laughs> yeah. Right, and this guy. I don't know if this is supposed to be funny, but it, it, I love it. Every time I hear it, um, I giggle. Help! Save me! I'm dying of poverty. <laughs> oh god look at us laughing at that man like it's like the bullingdon club that is brilliant <laughs> no that's brilliant i love that guy dying, dying of poverty <laughs> i don't I, i'm not sure it's supposed to be funny i just think about the way he says it <laughs> i think i think i think we can safely assume that is a, a, a supposed to be richly comic i think so uh, yeah. I like, yeah, nobody I, says that one of my one of my favorite ones and you have to beep it out, is um, when everyone wants to walk, they, they don't like the Witcher. In, in the fiction, they don't like the Witchers. Mm. And yeah. so there's a, there's one of the insults. They go, they look at you and go, pale as OT shit. 
That always makes that always makes me laugh. That's good. I'm like, oh, fair play to you. Yeah, yeah. You you got me on that one. <laughs> I am indeed pale as OT sh. <laughs> yeah, there's some there's some good stuff. There's some there's some weird stuff as well. But yeah, there's a. Uh... Yeah, Pan- Pamparan is 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 the probably the standout one that's just like what the heck is going on there. You see the subtitles as well, and it's just as gibberish as, as it sounds <laughs> when it's over his head. Just Pamparan, Pam Pamparan. Yeah. I know because the first time you hear it, you're like, what? And I must have misheard that. And then yeah, when you see it actually written above the guy's head, you're like, oh no, he is singing uh, Pamparan. <laughs> a lot, a lot of them break wind and then laugh as well. Yeah, that's actually the same guy so if if a guy has that set of voices that includes pamperan that set of yeah. uh, clips that includes pamperan he's also that guy so you get you get all of that stuff from the from the same you guy you get that one guy who's a total comedian yeah yeah it's a strange city strange city in overgrad um yeah so that's just a little uh, little tour of the uh, little mini tour of the witcher 3 we should do a segment where uh readers send us in new npc dialogue done in like comedy accents <laughs> yeah. we can build our own our we can own build witcher. our own like soundboard of npc dialogue <laughs> that'd be brilliant yeah let's let's do that um oh yeah get, yeah we can just pop it all in pop it all in the game replace all the mp3 files and then uh, have, have the listeners uh chatting away to, to uh carol <laughs> that'd be, that'd be awesome just have everyone singing their own version of Pan Paran. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's Pan Paran out of here, uh, if that is what Pan Paran means. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, uh, we'll go on another platform after this. Pan Paran. So we're on a uh, new platform now, my friends. And it's oh, the platform God. of what why we've did been I, playing. Why did I introduce that to this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> It's our, it's uh, it's our new thing. <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, it's a platform and uh, it's revolutionary in nature. Well, not as in revolving, spinning round necessarily. Though it might be. That's your at your discretion, listener. I think we've done. I think we've done that joke. Oh, I know. <laughs> I feel like that was a episode seven. I've done it about nineteen <laughs> times, probably. Uh, but yeah, what have you been playing, my friends? Well, I'm, I'll, I'll tell you where I am. I'm out. Because I have not played a damn thing. Uh, Does that mean we get to throw you off the platform? <laughs> yeah. He's revolved off through centrifugal force. Get out Emperor. of there! <laughs> um, yes, I'm, I'm not. I'm not partaking of of this. Although I'm very keen to hear what uh, what my fellow rotators <laughs> have been playing. Yeah, let's not call each other that. Actually, yeah. Um, so, what's been going on in your lives? All right, pick pick one. Pick one, Greener. Who's going to do their bit? Alan. All right, go. Um, I played all the games, but mostly um, I wanted to talk about Future Iridium EP Deluxe, which came out on uh, PS4 for not much money. Well, in fact, it was not at all. So I played the heck (laughs) out of that. It was. It rings a bell. Yeah, it's. um, How to think of it? It's. Imagine a kind of neon uh, Death Star trench run. So you are it's it's a on rails type shooter in the sense that you're you're going forward and you're kind of getting into these bright neon shapes the whole thing is kind of retro styled it's inspired by iridium well the developers say it's inspired by iridium iridium, iridium but it's nothing like it ah and i've played this 
Have yeah. you? Sorry. Ah, oh, have you? Because it's it's been out on all sorts of stuff. It was out on free freeware. Well, it was it was a freeware sort of demo about a year ago. Um, yes, I really like this actually. It's I really, like really it. nice. It's really nice. It's not a type of game I'd usually go for. Kind of, um, I got a big kick out of it. There's something in the handling or something mm. in the sense of sheer speed because it's mechanically very very simple. You can go slightly faster or just go normal speed and you can shoot but you've got Mm. an energy bar that's gradually depleting which is a genius stroke um, because it increases the sense of tension enormously and you've got to get and shoot all of these little blue cubes on the on these totally abstract kind of I, I suppose it starts and they're kind of like a like imagine a very large spaceship like a dreadnought or a star destroyer in Star Wars or something like that and you're like strafing it. Like it's that. very good looking. I was really yeah. attracted to and, its. And uh... You kind of flip back on yourself as well because yeah. you, you can also um, turn round uh, on a sixpence on a space. Yeah, like in sixpence. like in the like in Iridium, indeed. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I suppose in Iridium you had that rather pleasing kind of animation when you flipped round, which I, you yeah. Know, anyway, yeah. So quite. But uh, it's not side on like that. You're kind of it's first into person. the screen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's 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 third, but you can see yourself, but you're kind oh, of behind you the, the uh, you're behind the the ship as you're quite as you're hard when I played the sort of original demo version I, I died a lot I, fa- I found i didn't have enough time to shoot everything uh it gets it is challenging it's definitely challenging but what i really like about it is you play uh in these sets of 10 levels right there are five sets of 10 levels and in order to unlock the later sets you have to finish all 10 mm-hmm. but in, in a single run which is okay um like you might be used to playing flat shapes and then suddenly you're inside a sort of tunnel thing that you can yeah. come into or go out of, and just that kind of spaciness of like I think it, yeah. I tell you, I, I tell you what it puts me in mind of slightly. But you know those bonus levels in Super Mario Sunshine, oh, the sort of the void levels. Yeah, the void and everything's yeah. kind of colours, uh, you know, and, and every, it's it's like a okay. space shooting version of of that in in that kind of in in you're in a kind of void and there's just this very abstract spaceship and and. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, it's, yeah, it kind it's, of puts it's me in futile in a way. You know, it has that kind of hardcore oh, gamer sense <laughs> oh, <cool>. of futility. There's <laughs> a, a quote for the box. You're like, <laughs> it's, it's like it's the best action game of the year, or like oh shooter like no other. Oh, what's this one? Oh, it's completely yeah. futile. Oh, but it's yeah. like desert golf. You know, in that sense of like uh, totally oh. nihilistic. Like you're, you're never going to get anywhere. <laughs> it's been no a objective. long time since the good old days of uh, magazines where they scored graphics, sound playability last ability and futility and, um, <laughs> i miss those days and sort of uh what's the word uh, absurdist ennui yeah give that give it a rating for that yeah oh man. no that was that was more of an edge thing wasn't it <laughs> <laughs> that that along with ludo narrative dissonance yeah, yeah. So uh, why the heck is it called Futuridium EP? That's what I don't get. Uh, deluxe, I suppose, because it's kind of an expanded edition. The mm-hmm. EP, I don't really know. I'm not sure. Has it got any tie to Iridium? Uh, well, it's ostensibly it's inspired by, and some of the mechanics are a little bit similar, but it's mm. not really. It's more Star It's not Foxy. developed by the... No, 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 no. It's, it's, it's developed by uh, two uh, Italian guys. I think it's two mm. Italian guys called um, Mixed Bag. Um, which is amazing. It's just a two-person team, 
which is an amazing wow. achievement. It's out on Vita and iOS. And yeah, I'd really stuff. forgotten about that. I had no idea it was coming out as a proper a, a proper game. Um, it's it's also worth a go because the soundtrack. I've got to give honourable mention to the soundtrack. It's incredible. It's mm. the. I was thinking about the right word for it, and banging was about as good as I could get. <laughs> it is banging. Wow, that's banging not really... and futile. <laughs> it's like going to. It's like it's like me going to a club. Um, <laughs> because you're banging on the door. Trying to get here. Or... It's banging music, and I'm feeling futile. Yeah. <laughs> Great. It's uh, like genuinely sort of catchy, thumpy. Uh, dancey stuff. Um, yeah. It's got wubs in it. It's got yeah, actual wubs in stereo. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, how how many? Uh, I counted many, many wubs. Sufficient wubs, but not you know an undue amount of wubs. Oh, God, we uh, sound like one hundred and twenty-year-old men trying to describe Glastonbury. This is awful. <laughs> well, that's I, awful. that. Well, that's basically like the space arc pitch, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> like that is what we are. <laughs> oh, that's depressing. Oh, that's. Oh, I'd really. I'd forgotten about that game. I knew I'd heard of it when you mentioned the title. I'm really. I'm really. I'm really glad to hear about that. Again. Yeah, it's really nice. Really, really nice. And another reason why you should get a PlayStation Four, Mark. That's why. Oh, yes, a, yes a, a game you can enjoy in 2015. <laughs> <laughs> Thumbs up. Thumbs up. Oh well, good times. <clears throat> All right, it must be Matthew's turn to yeah, tell us so what he's been playing. I have also been playing a game made by two Italian men in their bedroom. I've been playing Batman Arkham Knight. I've not heard of this amazing <laughs> game. Yeah, yeah. It? It's like a real, a real feat for just two guys to have built. I mean, you've got to imagine like a fully open world Gotham City... Yeah. Uh, how they license Batman, I don't know, but um, no, I, well, yeah, I've been playing Arkham Knight. Um, <laughs> it's only just out, so I, it's I, out today, and it's in cellophane, waiting for me as soon as I finish this cursed podcast. I can't oh. wait. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, yeah, as is my dinner, uh, delicious <laughs> microwavable oh. lasagna. Um, so I'm not, I'm not going to drop any spoilers because there's a lot of spoilers to be dropped. Um, mm. Obviously, the big thing this time is he has a Batmobile, uh, mm. the Batmobile, not just a Batmobile, um, <laughs> which which has kind of divided opinion a little bit. Like, if 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 there is something people don't like about the game, it is the concept of um, Batman driving around in a tank, which it basically is. Mm. So it it looks like the Batmobile and it drives really fast, but if you kind of go into combat mode, it grows a big old gun turret and then just becomes. Mm. Like a very manoeuvrable tank. Well, thematically, um, that's way off for Batman, right? Well, it yes, it, it kind of is. Except I'm like he's kind of fight, you know he's sort of fighting a like unmanned drones. Hmm. Is is the kind of idea? So he's kind of like he's not killing people. He, you know, he's he's fundamentally like it's it's a kind of non lethal combat scenario thing. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I don't know. I was discussing. I was sort of discussing this with someone at work because uh, I think like the Batmobile is like the worst bit of Batman, like in general. Like it doesn't make any sense. Like everyone always goes, "Oh, mm. Batman, he's got the cool Batmobile." But like, no. when does he ever use it? Like in the comics or the films that you kind of go, "Oh, awesome! I really like the Batman." You know, it, like the Nolan films, they they mm. did it well. But you know, oh, he, and he's... the uh, Tim, the the Tim Burton one. 
the t- the first Tim Burton film, the Batmobile is cool in that. But I mean, yeah, I no, take it's, your point. It's not the point of Batman. No, no, the, the Batmobile is just cool. Like it never had. Like none of his villains are like drive around in famous vehicles. He drives two places and then punches people in warehouses. Like that yeah. is that's his mo. Um, <laughs> so actually, I think they went well. Let's find something for the Batmobile to do. And I actually mm. quite I kind of dig that. I think I think they they do find a lot for it to do. And at any point, you can. Um, it's got this brilliant thing where if you're driving at you know, any speed, you can just kind of double tap, like jump, and it basically fires you out like a bullet into a mm. kind of glide. Mm. And that is just, I mean, that's just fantastic. And it feels like, it, it feels so heavy and chunky and it, it accelerates mm. so fast. And it's a, it's a brilliant, like a brilliant digital creation. Like I absolutely love this, this thing. But, you know, it's little things like um, the world is... Not destructible. It's not completely destructible, but there's lots of bits of scenery that they don't just get. You know, they kind of crumble like exactly where you hit them. So you can mm. really kind of like you can sort of nudge into pillars and sort of take little chunks out of them, which is just really <laughs> sort of fun in in Ooh, its own nice. silly way. Yeah, like <laughs> it it feels like anything this thing touches, it pulverizes, which is exactly mm. kind of how it should function. Um, and I really That's like cool. that. And the other thing I I think that really sold it to me is that the um everyone in the world reacts brilliantly to it. Like, all the all the thugs who are on foot, when they see it, they're like, oh, no, <laughs> like, it's a tank! <laughs> you know, and then they all leg it because they know they're going to get decked because it basically it sort of shoots non-lethal rounds, which just knocks them out instantly. So they all just sort of run away when they see it coming, which is hilarious. Oh, cool. And every time you um, park it at the police station, like, when you come out, there's these sort of four very serious-looking guys with machine guns who are kind of guarding the police station. But every time mm. you come out, they're doing, like, stuff with the car. Like, they're, like, just looking <laughs> at it. And then when they see you coming, they all run back to their positions <laughs> as if to go, like, oh, no. Like, you can hear them talk from a distance. You can hear them going, like, oh, this is so cool. Like, I wish I had one. Of and they're like, oh, he's coming. Quick, get back. <laughs> and then they all run, run back. And stuff. So cool. um, like, one that's... of the things that we were talking about earlier was, was, was how alive uh, some of these open world games can feel these days. Is it? I gather it's much more alive in that way than yeah, previous like, it, Batman games. I, I think the thing which I really like about the world in City, like um, in Arkham Knight, sorry, is that I, I had a I had a big problem with Arkham City's open world in that I found the concept of a city that had been turned into a prison like so dumb. Yeah, yeah that, it is like, super dumb. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it, I didn't. Yeah, it, it, a lot like, of it was so I, empty. Yeah, yeah. Like I enjoyed the world, but I I couldn't ever quite get past like I know it's a world where there's like a a guy called the Riddler and there's the Joker and it's so it's inherently stupid, but mm. like the idea that anyone would turn the sit their solution is, Oh, I know let's turn the city into the prison. You're like, no, what, like, why would you do that? Um, yeah. but this treats it like this just goes, Oh, it's Gotham. Like everyone's like evacuated for, for, for reasons. Um, so it's quite empty apart from the criminals, but it feels like, it's kind of like all the innocents have kind of gone home and it's just like you versus everything in that city is bad and like you're just purging it of like of like the sort of sort of you know filth and corruption and stuff and that's that's quite that's you know that that's a really that's a really nice feeling i think it captures that way better than because the prison it felt like a very artificial space because of the walls Mm. and everything this Mm. you're like oh i can see how this you know like you're in chinatown and there's all these little shops and they're all closed up and you're like yeah i can Mm. appreciate kind of what I'm trying to save here a bit better, um, mm. and I, I, suppose, love, all, I yeah. love all the chat. I love all the 
the goon chat and stuff. It's just kind of funny the way they all like. It's funny we were talking about the Witcher dialogue because there's there's some like little lines where like you get this this is one and you hear it repeated. But there's one goon who keeps going on about how he was in each of the places the other games were set and he's never been mm. beaten up by Batman. <laughs> so, so he's like, I was in the asylum, then I was in the city, and like, like so far, so good. Like, I've got a really good feeling about tonight. <laughs> you know, uh, that, it, it, you know, it's got a real, it's got a sort of sense of humour about itself. Um, that's becoming, that, that's a very clever little twist on what's becoming quite a common sort of trope in games is overhearing the, the thugs kind of going oh yeah if i ever see that guy i'm gonna knock his lights out or you know he'll never sneak up on me there's no there's yeah. no chance <laughs> yeah so yeah that's quite that that's my uh uh shadow of mordor yeah um, yeah well yeah it's, impressions. It's, no but it, it's got it's got a, it's got a love character and it's i saw I, a i saw a screen grab um i think you tweeted a screen grab today oh, yeah. <laughs> of, uh, of a scene exactly as you described which was rain and uh a neon sign for a shop uh, which rejoiced in the name of clothes. <laughs> so that shot, so that shot. We, I was, I was, I was having a laugh about this with our uh, new staff writer. Actually, there's this shot, and it's called clothes. But then on the sign is a giant trainer. Which okay, trainers are clothes, but they're technically shoes. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And then we look through the window of the shop, and it's all closed up. And all it had was, like, ladies' tights. <laughs> and it was, like, such a mixed message. You're like, clothes, I see trainers, I only get tights. <laughs> like, it, it's probably a good thing that, like, bit, like, they've had to evacuate because they can probably just write it off and go, the reason that business failed was because the scarecrow did all that stuff. Yeah. It's not because I'm terrible at branding my business. <laughs> That's what you tell the bank manager when you can't repay the business loan. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, and it, it's got uh, it's just it's it's such a good game. I mean, it's like uh, I thought it because I, I actually had a few issues with Arkham City. I thought like a the setting I didn't really buy into. I found it like a bit too crammed in. You know, at the start of the game, you kind of. You, you enter this world and then you can see like five Riddler trophies and there's a thing you can't activate yet. And then it, like there's guys going two faces in the warehouse and someone's going the Riddler's over here. And oh, yeah, you've yeah. got to go here. This world is much better paced. Like the, the Riddler kind of spreads his sort of uh, kind of puzzly tentacles through the city kind of <laughs> a lot, uh, you know, better paced throughout the game, you know, and it doesn't throw it at you. And this, I think the story works a lot better. Um, and it's like they they really uh, they, the, the main story again no spoilers but they um they really make it about a couple of villains and all the yeah. other villains they just turn into like really meaty like side quests so they actually feel like they get their moment in the you know the last game it was mm-hmm. like here's the half an hour with two face and then he knocked two face out and here's the half an hour of the penguin but mm-hmm. this one like you know there's a good couple of hours of this guy and that guy and some big surprises along the way and it's just oh it's great it's brilliant oh awesome i awesome. love it i love it's such a good year for games this the witcher then this like <laughs> yeah oh it's so forget good. about next year <laughs> oh god just imagine yeah. it like this year, it is oh, so and many good games I, I hope you share uh i hope the listeners share your enthusiasm matthew because you're going to be hearing about it next episode <laughs> oh there's there's so much to talk about with that game like sweet oh, mm. 
Oh, I've got to. I have got to finish The Witcher before I move on to anything else. But I, I, I genuinely don't think I ever will finish The Witcher. Oh, I, <laughs> I just got to the third. I mean, Alan, when we talk about the different areas in The Witcher, they're all obvious from the start. So we're not spoiling anything by saying, mm, yeah, yeah. You know, are we? That's we, fine. But we just, I just got to the sort of third area. Um, which I, you know, I don't know. It seems like the the the, the final area as well, um, and that's. I think I'm 65 hours in now, and I read online that I am not quite halfway. Well, I've um, seen people. It, it, it take people 120 hours. Yeah, yeah. It's just insane, and I don't feel there was a little bit of a lull at like hour 47. <laughs> <laughs> but apart from that, it's just it's still. Just you know, the, the the first area in in uh, in this in this final land, where I was just I spent hours and hours just wandering around and drinking it in. It's it's in some ways the best the best bit I've, I've so, explored. Uh, you sail across the ocean, arrive at an island, only to hear a man on top of a mountain going param 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 param. <laughs> and you're like, oh, not over here as well, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> this song yeah. like just it just conquered the world. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if you finally met the wild hunt, and then one of the wild hunts <laughs> says it as well. They're like param param. You're like, oh, you got to be kidding me, right? <laughs> yeah. So I've got to try and I got to try and get. I really want to get through that before I start anything else. So <clears throat> I might have to skip Batman because I think it's going to be probably Fallout release time. There's time enough. You can play it whenever, man. There's time. There's time. There isn't time. Death approaches. Death approaches. Like, well, you got it. Yeah, Fallout Four. I know what. Like beginning of September. Like, um, like get Metal Gear Five out in a couple of months. Oh, ah. yeah, of course. You think it will appeal to people like me who are a bit sniffy about previous? Like, last yeah, like that. It really, um, like they really dial back on that that kind of stuff. Like it's uh, the, all the lore and the tangled mythologies mm. there. Oh, but I'm but so only, no, but only, only if you want it. Like. Yeah. It's it's literally like you could get through it without seeing any of that stuff. Like it's just a really good stealth action game. Good because the 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 lore of Metal Gear is just beyond me. Oh, yeah. It was, yeah, like yeah, you know. And there's still some like bizarro stuff in there, mm. which is like pure Kojima. You got like mad sand men and you know mm. that's a, cool. A, a horse that sets on fire and stuff. So I'm it, done with know, that. <laughs> Wait, a horse a horse that is set on fire or a horse that's set no, but a horse on horse that, that is like on fire. Yeah, imagine that was imagine like you load up the Phantom Pain and that's your mission. It's like Snake, I need you to go and burn a hundred horses and you're like, Really? Oh. <laughs> like, that is so horrible and he's like, Hey, I just listen, that's your mission. Like I told you it was gonna be dark. There's this famous quote where Kojima said, oh, in Phantom Pain, like, I'm going to be breaking a taboo that's never been broken in video games before, and I'm I'm willing to put my money on that. Boom. Yeah. It's it's like horse inferno. <laughs> 100 horses. <laughs> that is, that's the, that's the taboo. <laughs> that's where he's going. But everyone thinks it's going to be about, like, child soldiers. <laughs> nope. Just like a... He's got a flamethrower in one hand and sugar cubes in the other. Hmm. <laughs> Where did you go from there? We, uh, I, no, I, I think yeah. we get out of here rapidly. <laughs> I think we need to get off this platform get off it's this, gone bad. Get off these 100 All right, my horses. friends, let's go glibbity-glop, sizzle-sizzle <laughs> off this platform. <laughs> um, but, but, you know, on a serious note, we're going to have to do it after this. 
It is the year 3000. Apocalyptic disaster has struck in what has become known as the event. Millions are dead or dying in the molten lava of a collapsing planet. The one beacon of hope, the Space Ark, constructed to protect humanity's best people and greatest works, and carry them safely to a new home beyond the stars. Racing against time, the Space Ark Games Committee convenes to decide which video games will be preserved for future generations and which will be lost forever to the fire. This week, my friends, it's uh, time to uh, turn our attention to the noble and time-tested genre of games in which you play a wizard or something like that. <laughs> well, we didn't even we didn't even specify that. We just said wizard games. So <laughs> just wizard. It's just bonkers. Um, but I like. I mean, this is a bit. You know, we've thrown ourselves a bit of a curveball here, haven't we? Yeah, and that and that um, curveball has been watched with general disinterest by. Most listeners, um, <laughs> some have attempted to hit it back, uh, not many. So I think God. it's a weird one for a number of reasons. Um, it's weird because there are not actually that many games where being a wizard is the main part of the game. Because I've been well, soul searching about wizard games. Right? Yeah, unless you, I mean, someone did ask about RPGs. They were like, what, you mean every RPG? Every RPG like, ever made. Uh, you've got imagine, some sort Imagine of if they thought that that's what we thought RPGs were called. Like, wizard, games, <laughs> wizard games you know wizard games and they're like what you know like it's like skyrim or wizard like, games like final fantasy 7 wizard <laughs> game the wizard game oh rpgs no i've not heard of that no no, no we won't we refuse Is that to get you role play that? as a wizard uh no but you know um i think in a lot of games magic is just a ranged attack isn't it and mm. this is what i struggled with was like i could think of well, tons of games where yeah. magic is a thing but not it's not like the point of it or it does there's nothing very like wizardy or magicaliness mm. well that's magic games so this is very much a uh, a, a guy in a cloak and a beard probably <laughs> and a hat right that's what we're looking for we're looking for classic wizardness classic wizards, yeah. now for... does it have to be a guy is the other thing yes this is going to be a guy yeah because otherwise, uh, otherwise it's a witch game yeah, that's and witch, then, witches' games. And then we're witches. in the realm of Bayonetta. And then I thought like, we're instantly you know. into Bayonetta and we're going to have to have that conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so should we start with the, um, with the, with the listeners? Them, their listeners. Um, what you got, Al? Um, I've got, I'm going to start with a left-field nomination here uh, from Facebook. NBA 2K15. For the Who's reason the... that it has the Washington Wizards in it. <laughs> oh, Goliath, that's a bad start. So yeah, what, thanks, what, ma'am. Who's that from? That's from Connor Bennett. Two things about that. One, they're not wizards, so that's just like... That's, no, but they're Washington right wizards. No, but two, every mention of NBA reminds me of the... Do you remember when all the basketball players went in the lava? It was so horrendous <laughs> because they're that much taller than everyone yeah. else. They burnt that much but longer. To it be took fair so to them. long to reach <laughs> their heads. In it fairness so to them. It was so bad. I hated that day. It was the worst. Day. I cause I remember because we were in the room and Green was like, "Don't look at the." We were in the room. Players. We were in the room where we do this with the window. Oh, not we weren't in the room. Okay, we were, you know, oh, no, no, Alan, no. it wasn't that day that we were in the video game, the room. It was okay. when it, you know that's that was a different. Well, day. no, that's what we played to distract ourselves from the basketball players <laughs> yeah. melting. Okay, yeah. that was a um, horrendous day. And the Washington Wizards, in particular, um, oh, did not take God. that lava well. Oh, oh God, it was awful. So t- thanks for that, Connor. That's great. Yeah, yeah. I'm really glad that I've got that memory in my head. Get again. in the fire. 
I'm looking up some. I'm looking up the Washington Wizards on Wikipedia 3000, and um, <laughs> their logo I think used to be like two hands stretching up, as though reaching out of the lava, a desperate attempt to. to oh yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Or alternatively, reaching up for an awesome dunk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's probably that. It's probably that. And their actual logo, their logo from 2007 to 2011, is a brilliant wizard exactly as i described in the uh in my description of a wizard earlier except he's got a basketball <laughs> unlike uh unlike and he's, a, he's a bit of a gnarly dude no like you never saw gandalf with a with a freaking basketball did you you shall not pass <laughs> 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 that's my joke <laughs> that is a, that is a good gandalf basketball joke i thought so nice <laughs> okay let's move on from uh <laughs> Games that aren't technically about wizards. Yeah, I got one. I got one from that Chris Schilling, who is from the uh, from the video game uh, writer universe. Oh yeah. So Chris says, "I would like to nominate Ziggurat. I believe that's how you pronounce it for this mm. week's Space Arc. It's a first person. Uh, no, it isn't. It's a first person dungeon crawler where your spells become bullets and bombs." Part of the reason I like it so much is that wizards in games are traditionally cast as smart, strategic combatants but are generally weaker than barbarians dwarves valkyries is that, is that how you pronounce valkyries valkyries yeah valkyries and the like this is true it was true in the video game gauntlet at, at least so it makes a refreshing change to be the all-action type change charging into the fray and hurling bolts of magic in all directions like the jason statham of warlocks if you will have i pronounced jason statham right Statham. God, this is a minefield, this email. (laughs) Jason Statham. Jason Statham. Oh, and you get to shoot mutant carrots. Oh, God damn it. I can't even pronounce carrots. You get to... (laughs) Carrot? The old carrows. You get to shoot mutant (laughs) carrots, which is always a winner. Anyway, love the show. Keep up the good work. Thanks very much, Chris Schilling. Ziggurat, eh? I haven't, yeah. I haven't heard of that this one. This is on uh, Xbox... Well, I, I think it's on many things, but it's definitely on Xbox One hmm. um, in 2015. It's a bit generic, to be honest. Oh, I see, yeah. It's like a kind of Doom. It's like Doom with a wizard. Yeah, it looks a bit sort of basic. Um, how, many, how old is it? It's like like three months old or something. I'm going to say no to Ziggurat because it. Look, I, I feel like I've, uh, uh, it, it, it looks a bit dated to me. It's a bit serious, Sammy, by the looks of it. Um, you know, it's just, you know, there's a place for that, but not. This is not the place for that. <laughs> <laughs> the place is in the lava. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not, that's the place for it. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not super convinced. Unless you guys want to save it. No, nah, get out. Oh well, there you go then. Oh, sorry, <laughs> not, Chris. Not sufficiently exciting. Uh, what we got, uh, Alan? You got another Facebooky one? Yeah, uh, well, I I wanted to like um, there was a bit of a craze uh, f- for point and click nineties or nineties uh. style um, games like uh, uh, Simon the Sorcerer, Discworld, and oh, King's God. Quest. Not Discworld. I'm getting flashbacks to my walkthrough quest. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, someone. Oh, that was Discworld, Discworld, wasn't it? Yeah. Catholic so yeah. So we got we got Simon the Sorcerer, which is a great game. Yeah. So yeah, Finn Gayton says I'd like to nominate Simon the Sorcerer on Amiga CD32. <laughs> oh blimey! Someone, Strangely someone, specific there. Someone owned an Amiga CD32 and oh. PC. Um, it, it had witty voice acting on later versions, well animated sequences, and was a superb point and click adventure following the young wizard Simon, 
as you collected items and explored the world. Your enemy is the wizard Sordid, whose yep. exploits you learn about from barkeeps and two-headed shopkeepers. What? <laughs> this builds a rich and comic charters. That's not the right word. Character, maybe? Please Character. consider Simon the Sorcerer for preservation from a fiery... <laughs> he hasn't put a full stop in this sentence, so it says... Please consider Simon the Sorcerer for, preser- for preservation from a fiery grave love and kisses. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give it a fiery kiss. <laughs> the love is sweet, sweet embrace. <laughs> sweet embrace. Uh, no, I think, I, think uh, I mean, Simon the Sorcerer is a bit, uh, isn't the humour quite sort of Monty Python-y? In well, it's odd you should mention that because Monty Python's going to rear its head again in a minute. Oh, right, With okay. Discworld, isn't it? I... Mm. Yeah, that, that, what? I, Discworld, Discworld, Eric Idle was the voice of Rincewind. Yeah, ah, there you go. But in, in, right. in Simon the Sorcerer, it was it's so dated. It was Chris Barry. Oh. was the voice of Simon <laughs> the Sorcerer. when he was famous. <laughs> yes, yes. Chris Barry. <laughs> was there ever a Red Dwarf game? Surely there must have been one. I don't no? think so. Oh. oh, there's a missed opportunity. Oh, they'll, they'll still be, Knowing Red Dwarf, they'll still be making it in the year 2000. <laughs> yeah. They'll be knocking on. <laughs> If anything, it'll have turned into an instruction manual for how the space arc actually works. <laughs> yeah. I, Mark, there is there is definitely something of the rimmer about Mark. <laughs> <laughs> what? Which one? Which one am I? <laughs> you're the you're the cat. Yeah, I think I am the cat with my new haircut. Definitely. Oh yes. God, this is like the worst BuzzFeed article ever. Which red dwarf <laughs> character are you? Character you. Oh, I think we all know the answer to that question, don't we, Mark? I don't. I, I might cut this bit out. So. <laughs> <laughs> Where were we? Simon uh, the Sorcerer. Quite jolly. It's quite wizardy, you know. It's definitely got a wizard in. Um, it's got a wizard in. And it's wizardy. It's not incidental wizardry. It's proper wizardy. I'm going to no, I I I'm going to measure everything against Ziggurat. So we didn't put Ziggurat in and I I I I got fond memories of Ziggurat now <laughs> from watching it on YouTube. <laughs> YouTube 3000. So I am going to say no to Simon Sorcerer because I just I don't want to see that in and Ziggurat. I, I remember I remember being not mad about it when I played it on PC. Yeah, and you're Place. like the you're like the expert on these point and clicks, right? I'll be happy to put Discworld in as a representative yeah. of the point and click. Yeah, I think so. Genre. So um, we're in for, we're in for Discworld then. Okay, despite the fact uh, it's famously impossible. Uh, not not without a walkthrough. Not without <laughs> phone, phoning up random strangers at the phone book. <laughs> yeah. Which will be very difficult in the year 3000 because there's only four people in the phone book. It's a very low <laughs> yeah. chance that... Uh... And three of them are us yeah. and there's no phone. Yeah. And one of them is just a very tall uh, member of that NBA team who is still <laughs> sinking into the lava to this, to this day. Yeah, like... I've got bigger problems than Discworld walkthroughs. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, sir. So what about Matt Davis who says... No time to email, I'm afraid. Okay, but <laughs> I'm, but I'm. This is on Twitter. I'm certain someone will suggest Magica, and I mm. want to preemptively second that suggestion. Well, no one has suggested Magica. I I thought about Magica or uh, the the second one. Yeah, he's done himself no favors by misspelling it. Um, no, well, how he's missed the C off. Well, you know, you know, Magica. Um, the spell. I think one of the things I like about it. In terms of its wizardiness, is your if you if you think what is going to be useful to me in this situation, 
you know, I need some fire and some barrier and some lightning and then this. And you get some really interesting result at the end of it with a very complicated series of button presses. Um, so, uh, which seems to me a good use of, like, wizardiness. You know is what it, I mean? Yeah, it is, it's, it's definitely... <laughs> it captures the essence of wizard. Why is it... Maximum wizardosity. Yeah. Why has it got a DLC called Magica Vietnam? Did they come up with that through Predicto name? Hey? <laughs> like, process. <laughs> like, that's that's a genuine uh, expansion. That's bonkers. <laughs> yeah, this is a super, a super wizardy game. The wizards in this look like Orko from... Uh, he-man you know yeah they're just like a cloak and a and then there's no there's no face magic would be great on the arc three player oh yeah that's perfect yeah. oh yeah it's yeah good, yes it's good my for friends. Us. but I, I worry people might accuse us of being selfish and only thinking of ourselves <laughs> you're worried about that 19 weeks in or if you're 19 episodes in <laughs> no the other people on the arc i don't care about the outsiders oh, yeah. <laughs> it's written on our business cards um <laughs> yeah <laughs> let's get it in i reckon I've never oh, yeah. played it, but it sounds hot. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty good. Good times. Let's do it. It's in. Yeah. Woo. All right. So, what have you? What have you got, Al, for for nomination? All right. I'd like to put it up. Trine two. Mm. Um, which mm. um, so none other than the mighty Balladeer agrees with me that Trine is worth putting in. Um, Trine is a three-player game where you're swapping into different roles um, in order to solve problems. And sort of, you're, you're it's like a 2D platformer, you're going along. But the wizard in that has an absolutely pivotal role because you can do very wizardy stuff. You can, using gestures oh, yeah. um, on the on the joystick, you can create like a block yes. that you then use in a physics puzzle. Oh, God. Or, um, <laughs> what? No, it's great. I, I just... Or you can use your telekinetic type powers <laughs> just... to move stuff around the level. That's pure wizardry. I'm sure when I played Trine, it might be in the first one. It's just the game of waggling my mouse, desperately trying to get a box to like move to where I wanted it to go. And it's, and it's that physics <laughs> thing where it's just like bouncing on the spot and rotating and flying <laughs> off suddenly for no reason. That's not a fun time. <laughs> I didn't have that experience. I, I was I, maybe I'm just better at games than you are, Mark. But I was able to uh, get that block where I needed it to go, you know? <laughs> and I, what I found most pleasing about it was was being the wizard and moving stuff around, basically using the Force, oh, you yeah. know, which not even the Star Wars games have managed to get right, that feeling of sort of uh, moving objects using just the power of your mind. Um, mm. So for sheer wizardiness, mm. that captured it really nicely, I thought. And because you've got the other characters there to play as, and each one of them is genuinely useful in different situations. Like when you are the wizard, you're doing wizardy stuff. And that was, that's meaningful mm. in that game. It all felt a bit little big planet to me. Trying. Yeah, but it's very little big planet. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Floaty, very floaty. I don't see. So I've got to make a decision on whether to trust you on trying because I haven't. Well, I can tell you it'd be good times if we play it on the arc. That's all I can say. But will you hog? Will you hog the wizard? Uh, I Are promise you be a wizard you, hog. I promise to give you at least a go on the wizard. <laughs> I want a taste of the wizard. Actually, the other characters are, are pretty good. The 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 thief character is good because she's oh got no, this sounds like someone who's trying to fob me off with a non wizard role. <laughs> yeah. This this un this oh, yeah, unofficial the... this unofficial N sixty four controller is actually better than the real Nintendo <laughs> controller. Have a go. It's got auto fire. 
<laughs> it's got auto-fire. <laughs> it's also lighter and easier to break. You get, you get, uh, you get feedback because the, the analog stick creaks when you move it. <laughs> yeah, I've been here before. That's an unkind comparison. <laughs> No, the thief is good in uh, in in trying. What's the third character like? Warrior type. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. That's to be fair, a little bit more dull. But anyway. good. Oh, <laughs> Green is so unconvinced. I have bad memory. Oh, but you're thinking about it though, aren't you? I just you're, heard you're such just, good things know. about that, and it's where it's. You remember how we were talking last a uh, couple of episodes ago about Alpha Protocol? You know, a game that you hear really good things about, and you you start playing it. And it's like, what the hell? Am I playing the right game here? And I had that experience <laughs> with with trying. I'd heard such good things. Everyone's always banging on about it. And yeah, I just and you didn't get it on was with just it. an hour oh. of of box box uh, misery. Um, well, but imagine that co op. <laughs> Brilliant! Right, I'm out. It's out. <laughs> oh, no, no, I'm, no. Actually, I'm going to say yes to to trying. I'll I, I should give it another go. Really, I'd like to have the opportunity to to have another go on it. I'm going for the second one because it it, it does iron out some of those kinks that are in the first. Okay. Yeah. So, Ma- hey. are you saying yes, Matthew? Yeah. Well, my my uh, my other half is a huge Trine oh. fan, oh, so cool. I'd be I'd be in trouble if I didn't put it. Well, I don't know, unless she hasn't made it on board. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, in her memory, at least you know, it just uh, Matthew, you got a wizard pick. Yeah, I, I it's a bit of a weird one. Um, I'm going to pick a Japanese DS game. Oh, Matthew. Uh, I'm going to put, well, it was on PS3, but I've not played the PS3 version. I'm going to pick Nino Cooney. Oh, yeah, I haven't played this, but I got it in cellophane, much like Alan's uh, Arkham Knight uh, mm. position. It's wrapped in cellophane waiting yeah. for me. Um, I hope by now Alan has unwrapped Arkham Knight. <laughs> <laughs> it being the year 3000. In the year oh, 3000, yeah, I mean. <laughs> yeah, sorry, it took a while to you've, catch You've up just with. about finished The Witcher, haven't you, Greener? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, finally. Woo-hoo. Yeah, I, I, I tell you what though, uh, Shen Mui still not out. So <laughs> screw you, Sony. <laughs> do you remember that? Do you remember when the guy who made Shen Mui three took all that, took a hundred million from Kickstarter and just just went on a massive holiday? Oh, yeah, it was no. great. Oh. Yeah, that was brilliant. That was such a great Sony exclusive. That holiday he had. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, console so- wars. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, console. What? Anyway, um, yeah, I'm going to pick Nino Cooney because it is the only wizard game that I can think where you you have to have an actual physical spell book in the real world to finish it. What? Uh, yeah, this is brilliant. Now, this wasn't with the PS3 version, but the the reason it didn't come out on the DS in the West, I imagine, is because it'd be such a pain to do. The game came with a a proper magical tome that oh. you had to like when you had to do spells in the game to to learn the gestures that you had to draw on the screen you had to read the spells in the book oh. so it'd be wow. like the, so you're given the book in game and then you have it in the real world so it'd be like you know oh i remember there being something on like page 34 and you'd flick to page 34 and then you'd see the rune that you'd have to draw and things like that mm. but you had to like some of the spells and things were like hidden in the book so you had to solve puzzles sort of in the spell book oh, wow. to kind of work out. Oh, so, wow. Like, I didn't understand a word of it because it was in Japanese and I don't speak <laughs> Japanese. Yeah. But you could understand the kind of, like, the magic idea of it, like, the how pure an idea that is. And, you know, you are, you know, you are, a, you know, you're, you're, like, doing proper magic and stuff. And that's, that's, that's cool. awesome. So I think it's, mm. I think it's the only game to truly capture the wizard experience. What about Book of Spells? 
Oh, God, iToy. What a load of old crap. Oh. <laughs> no, no, that was just a load of, like, augmented reality. No, that is Get bilge. Out. Oh, okay. That's what, we, that's what it put me in mind of when you were describing it. Book of Spells, we just throw that in the lava. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very satisfying throw that uh, yeah oh yeah that thing would go up a treat I got torn feelings here because oh come on oh, Alan what <laughs> oh, don't worry don't worry Matthew thinks me. he's pitched that perfectly so this is a big a big surprise I have a personal animosity about, against games where you have a paper thing that you have to refer to but I'm prepared to go with you on this occasion Matthew because it is you know it's a game that inspires a lot what? of love from people where does your and... animosity come from um, where does it come from? Well, I, I hate paper maps in games. I don't want to have to look at a paper map. Mm. Make your map in the game oh. so I can look at it. I screen. thought you were going to say, like, you cut your finger on one of those code wheels that you <laughs> to use to get into Monkey Island. <laughs> I cut... Oh, don't. I cut my finger this week. Things I cut my finger on this week include a soap dispenser. Oh. Like, I mean, really? That's terrible, isn't it? I tell you what, though, that's a hygienic thing to cut your finger <laughs> it, on. Yeah, and it, at least I don't have to wash it. Yeah, you actually yeah. end up less infected than when you started when you, when you do that. <laughs> your finger's like, cheers, I feel great. I'm going to live another six months as, as a result. Yeah. <laughs> so stop your moaning. Um, uh, yeah, so, uh, but anyway, uh, enough toying with your affections. I'm in, yeah. Um, yeah. Nino Cooney, yeah. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll say yes, because like, I'm, I'm yeah. sure... Uh, can I, I'll do mine then. So I'm going all the way back in time, back in time, to Whizball, in it, the uh, Whizball, the oh. Wizard in a Ball game. Um, oh, that is very interesting. <laughs> yeah, that is very interesting because we had a nomination on Facebook for for Wizkid, the sequel. Ah, uh, yeah, which I never played actually, but uh, oh. it was supposed to be very good. It's also sequels, also by Sensible Software, who made the yes. first one. Um, yeah, so Wizball, for if you don't know it, is you are a wizard in a in a ball, and it's it's essentially uh, it's very hard. Is it a hard game to describe? It sort of starts out a bit like a sort of side-scrolling shoot 'em up, except you're in a bouncing ball, but you have mm-hmm. very little control over the ball. All you can do is bounce left and right, but you can only bounce um, when you hit the ground, and you have no movement in the air, so it's. You know, it's actually very right. hard to... So bouncing is the only time when you can influence your movement. Exactly, right? You yeah. can't and move you in can't mid-air. Your, I think you can influence your speed a little bit, but you um, you can speed up or down. Anyway, so as you go along, you shoot enemies that come out from the left and right, and they drop um, droplets of colour. And you've got <laughs> you've got a cat, who is which is also in a ball, that's flying around with you. <laughs> yes, that's right. And yeah, that's have... right. It's a cat called Nifter. Is that right? Yeah, apparently, according to Wikipedia, Space Wikipedia. Space Wikipedia. And you have to, <laughs> so you have to grab the droplets of the the colours that the enemies drop. This is a classic kind of like nonsense eighties game, and um, by 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 using the cat's ball. What do you use the colours for? I don't. Know, I can't remember if that actually creates the power ups that then lets you actually control your whiz ball better so you end up actually then getting the ability to to move left and right mid jump and then you stop jumping or bouncing all together and you can just go up and down left and right um so it's rock hard game but this it's really satisfying um you know it's a bit like gradius or r type in that you go from rubbish ship to you know completely overpowered ship very very quickly um 
Uh, yeah, it's very, very, a very fondly remembered game. Are you a wizard or are you a ball? You are a wizard in a ball. If you imagine he was running a class at Hogwarts, <laughs> right, and his only thing is that he turns into a ball. <laughs> Wait, like, he doesn't, how is, no, like, the kids, I, all the kids would be like, don't take his class, you just turn into a ball. <laughs> like, just going to spend, get in a ball and that's it. it. Can't, it's can't really control freaking his, weird. Can't he's going like, left or right. But no, I think he's he's inside a ball. He's not that the, the ball is his like ship. He, he's, he <laughs> that is, I'm not buying this for a second. What? I'm watching it on YouTube. It's just some little like Pac-Man dude bouncing about the place. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit odd. It looks like a kind of green goblin sort of face, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, no, it... it's like a very angry Brussels sprout <laughs> <laughs> who's uh, trapped inside a game of uh, 3D Tetris. Or... <laughs> Yeah, classic, classic uh, eight eight bit game. It was very um, interesting concept, you know. Good, good little, good little eight bit number, you know. So uh, yeah, I'm, I I see no problem with the wizardness of Wizball. It's got Wiz in the bloody title for a love of God. It's a it's a it's a wizard game. It is my wizard game. It's 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 Wizball. <laughs> <laughs> that's quite a dramatic conclusion to that speech it is a wizard game it's my wizard game it's whizball that's that's good uh rhetoric technique you've employed there you've employed Thanks. the rule of three I, I, I don't know if it's going on a space up but i'm definitely voting for whizball in the next election <laughs> oh well, that's that's something i guess oh what yeah. so what's going on here we, we're getting nose for whiz, whizball mm, no uh, i I'm not. I'm not feeling the love. I'm afraid. I. I. Uh, I'm. I, I'm not a big retro guy. But from looking mm. at Wikipedia three thousand or whatever <laughs> we're calling it, yeah, um, <laughs> Space Wikipedia, yeah. it's. Uh, I read that it was a. It was a very key game. It was mm. a key Commodore sixty four game. Yeah, key part of video game um, history. Must not be burned alive. So, even though I'm a little doubtful of its like wizarding credentials. <laughs> I, oh I am willing to let it on board because it sounds like it's a bit of a classic I should discover. Absolutely. Well, hmm. Do I have to play it? Is, this, is it the rules? Oh, it's an interesting question. I don't know if you're forced to play what comes onto the uh, Oh, I hope not. The I don't want to play some of the stuff I put on the <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you, are you saying no, Alan? I'm saying no, but just for texture. You know what I mean? Just to make it mean something. <laughs> oh, it's got abstract, this arc. Um, <laughs> oh, well, that's a yes then, because I'm obviously saying a yes to... Uh, yeah, yeah. Hurrah! <laughs> well, that was an interesting challenge we set ourselves uh, this week. Yeah, man. Yeah, that was wizard, a tough one. Wizard games. Sorry, listeners. I really racked my soul over it, you know? Let's try and pick an easier genre next time. Yeah, so good times. Um, it's time for us to 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 return to the, the humdrum tedium of 2015, I think. Yeah, All right. about time. Uh so let's see if we can make it a little bit easier on ourselves next time, shall we, gents? Yes, please. <laughs> that might be an idea. Uh, yeah. But so we'll 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 talk about the next time genre at the end. After, after. At the end, yeah. and how you can get in touch and do all of that mm. jazz. Yay! Uh, but for now, for the meantime, it's time for a bit of this. So we find ourselves at the end of another fine podcast. Uh, yeah. Mm. Looking back on it, we had some good times. We had some bad times. I think I think it's for the listeners to decide, Alan. <laughs> <laughs> we had some hairy basins. It was all good. 
um yeah it was good yeah i enjoyed uh, i enjoyed the post e3 i feel energized feel re- mm. re-energized it was very game. exciting wasn't it Love. It's definitely definitely pumped in camp xbox <laughs> <laughs> oh you can really sell it you can really sell it i'm pumped for the games matthew Mm. I'm pumped for the tangible happening in 2015 games. (laughs) (laughs) As are we all. (laughs) For most of us. Oh, dear. No, let's not do that. Yeah, um, so you should totally get in touch with us, man. What's wrong with you? You've been quiet. Talk to us. Um, (laughs) So get in touch with us. Let us know what your nominations for the next Space Hulk are. Um, We're doing games which which have a celebrity's face in. Yes. We've agonised over this, listeners. We've probably <laughs> agonised how to explain this ridiculous idea we've had. So, it's games in which there is a celebrity, but their actual face in it appears for reasons that I don't fully comprehend anymore. I bet everyone is is out, out in listener land. They have got a game popping into their head of like, yes, I've that, got one. That like, one, where yeah. the celebrity is kind of an important thing in the game and yeah. their face appears in it. Of you know your obvious go-to one here uh, is got to be has got to be Kim Kardashian right and her shopping game because that's you know that's the kind of the gold standard. So we want games of that equal caliber, please. And if you want to send them to us, you can do it through the website, which is therotatingplatform.com. You can tweet it to us at Rotating Podcast. You can email yes. us at trp at therotatingplatform.com. Or you could go to facebook.com slash rotating platform. That's four for four. Sweet. That's almost like I've nicely done. Yeah, that's professional. A good professional end. Thanks, ma'am. And the first time as well. We certainly didn't have to (laughs) re-record it. I think we said we'd finish finish the podcast for good when we finally got that right. (laughs) (laughs) Signs of a coming apocalypse. Yeah, so drop cool. us a line, let us know, because I'm sure there's some weird and wacky options out there that we haven't thought of yet, because I haven't thought of any at all. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, Do and also, thing. everyone, if you can, go. everyone go back to episode 18, and because uh, so many people have told me I was wrong about who had the best Michael Caine impression out of uh, Matthew and Alan. I'm glad I to still hear not. It. I'm. I'm not feeling it, but it, it, get on Twitter and Facebook and email and uh, and listen to episode 18 and then submit your vote for who had the best Michael Caine. And then maybe the winner can, can come back on a future episode and uh, we'll re- revisit their, uh, their impression. <laughs> and do the entire podcast as Michael Caine. Yeah. yeah. Do, the, do the entirety of the Italian job as Michael Caine. It's <laughs> an episode of the podcast. <laughs> it's, a, it's a sort of podcast episode bonus. Yeah, yeah special mm. downloadable thing. That, that, that can't co- cause us any sort of possible legal difficulties. So it's fine. <laughs> no. entire, well, as it, if you do it as an impression... I don't think you are impacting the profits of... uh, If we're just reading the script word for word (laughs) for recording, (laughs) it's fine. Yeah, I guess there are some some problems with that, isn't there? It's a tribute. But for now, my friends, I think it's time to to sail elegantly into into the distance and say farewell. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, everyone. Yeah, it's a good one. Cheers. Cheerio. Bye. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.